Attention all fierce women who want to become their own CEO and build real in-person community. If you are in the LA area, I would love for you to join me and my personal business coach, Elaine Lou Cardis, at her next live event, Color Your Dreams, on Saturday, September 21st, from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. at the University Club of Pasadena. If you are in the LA area and you're a woman, an ambitious woman who wants to be her own CEO, or maybe you already have a business and you want to take it to the next level, join Elaine and I to learn how you can start to attract your ideal soulmate clients through great messaging using social media without the need for paid ads. You'll learn how to build real connection with your followers, how to show up as your authentic self, and how to fill your coaching programs and offers through your messaging on social media. If you've been struggling to attract ideal clients or even clients at all in your business, and you feel like you're doing all of the things and getting no results, you need to come to this event. It's completely free and it's really a great way to not only learn from incredible coaches, but also build a community of like-minded women who are also making an impact in the world. Space is limited, and these events often have hundreds of women who register. So don't wait to register. The link is in the show notes, and I cannot wait to see you then. Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to my personal friend and client, Myra Beltran-Love, about all things toxic relationships. In this episode, she shares with us how to know if you are in a toxic love pattern, how to break free of that toxic love pattern, and how to start rebuilding your self-worth after breaking free. We talk about the importance of self-worth and how it is related to toxic relationships. We also talk about journaling and how that became a spiritual practice for her. She also shares a lot of practical tips on how to get started journaling so that you can experience similar transformation as she did and really get the benefits that come with journaling. This is such a powerful episode that I know will serve so many people regardless of whether or not you find yourself in a toxic love pattern or not, because I think that so many of us experience toxic relationships, whether romantic or just in our personal lives. And this was such a powerful reminder for me as well of really how to set boundaries in our lives so that we can have those deep and meaningful relationships. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Myra. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. 
Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, my guest is Myra Beltran. Love. She is a toxic love and body confidence coach that helps women end that toxic cycle and get back to living their best life by fully embodying and embracing and loving themselves. After going through her own toxic relationship pattern, she learned that the only way to ever not allow this to happen again is she needed to be honest with herself and begin healing from within. She's also the host of the Toxic Love Slayer podcast and is the mother of two boys and loves to build Lego houses with them. I love that. So welcome, Myra. Hi, how are you? Amazing. It's so good to have you here. So Myra and I have known each other for quite a long time. Yeah. Like I think it's been like a year or so. And I think it's been about a year. Yeah. yeah. We started, um, we were in a group program together and then we actually, I started working with her and we just, I just absolutely love her and I'm so excited to have her today on the podcast to talk about all things toxic relationship. But before we get into that, I always like to start the podcast by having you share a story from your past that got you into the work that you're doing today with helping women break that toxic love pattern. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And really what got me into this work was because I had struggled with toxic relationships. I feel like my entire life, if I go back and to really think about where this all began, I'm sorry, that's my dog. It began really when I first started dating. And what really, really opened my eyes to it was I was in, um, you know, I got married with someone and the relationship was toxic. And, you know, I just felt like I wasn't being respected and I wasn't being, you know, adored as a wife. And I just felt like the relationship was not going where it needed to go, but mainly was because I just feel like this person was their way of showing their affection was to, you know, make you feel down, make you feel like you're not worthy. And, you know, by the, by words really, because, you know, sometimes people think like abusive relationship, you think, you know, you're being punched every day or you're being kicked or you're being, you know, or you're being shoved, you know, it's like the physical stuff. stuff, It's really mental and very like verbal. So, you know, just, being called, you know, you're fat, you're not, um, no one's going to ever take you serious because you're not, you know, of a certain weight. You want people to work with you because at the time I was beginning my coaching practice and, you know, he would always say, you want people to take you serious, but like you're fat, like you're overweight. Like no one, no woman wants to take advice from someone that's, you know, big or fat or overweight, doesn't take care of themselves, you know? So it was really like, I was trying to like grow as a person and just be like this, you know, inspiration for women. And at the same time I was being hurt and I was being like, you know, I was just, I wasn't living my authentic truth. And it wasn't until I um, really sought, you know, spiritual, like, you know, I went to healing circles and I went to like red tents and like just being surrounded by the feminine energy that I was really like, it opened my eyes to saying, okay, I, I need to value myself more and I need to, um, you know, get myself stronger. I need to heal myself so I can leave this relationship and I could go on and really help women get out of that, you know, toxicity that they've been living in 
and that cycle that they've been repeating like myself. And so it's been, um, I just celebrated my one year anniversary, you know, that I split um, from this person. And it was really empowering to just be, you know, on my own and, and, you know, not feel like, oh, like, I'm not going to be worthy of anything because I don't have like someone in my life, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. So I'm sure because like I said before, you have two kids and I'm sure that leaving that marriage when you have two kids was a really difficult decision for you. So like, was there like a breaking point in the relationship where you're like, okay, enough is enough? Or how did you come to that decision that you needed to leave? So I was going to move. He lives at his, I live in California and he lives in um, Nevada. So I was going to make the move to Las Vegas and, you know, leave my job, leave like my family and, and go and like be with him and, you know, take my, obviously take my children with me. And, you know, throughout this whole, like we had a long court battle because I, children are from a previous relationship. So I had a long court battle and the judge decided that, you know, it would be best that my son stayed here in California. And so I went out and I interviewed, you know, for some positions. And, you know, the whole time I was thinking I was going to move out there, you know, and, um, you know, so while I went to interview and he began, you know, saying like, oh, you know, well, maybe you shouldn't move or or maybe you should stay with your son or maybe, you know, maybe um, I don't know if this is going to work. And kind of just throwing hints here and there that it was not going to go, you know, the way that we thought it was. And, and I said, well, why don't you move to California with me and why don't you come out here and, and reverse the role? You know, you come out here, you leave your job and everything and, you know, make a life with me in Los Angeles. And he said, um, I don't think that you're worth it for me to leave everything behind for me to go and be with you. Oh, my God. And so that was really the moment where I was like, okay, it was a huge eye opener for me because, okay, this is a person that I married. And now you're telling me that I'm not worth it. You know, like, should I, you know, it was really that moment where I was like, I could not believe what I was hearing. And it really made me feel like, okay, well, I'm doing all this work because really it was a long, you know, it was a long journey, you know, having to go to court, having to see lawyers, having to, you know, lots of time, energy, stress, you know, I was really living like, it was, it was almost like out of a movie, like I could not believe it, you know, and that was the moment where I was like, okay, like this is if this person is telling me that I'm not worth it, then maybe I shouldn't you know, this is not the person that is maybe they're not worth it either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that was when I was like, okay. And, you know, I called my friend up and my best friend and we talked about it and I grabbed my things like, you know, and I was like, all right, bye. Like I'm leaving. And I drove back, back home. And, and, you know, and that's when I really began like, okay, like you need to start separating from this person. Yeah. That was a breaking moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine hearing that from somebody that, you know, it's not just like, a boyfriend or, you know, it's like you married this person and they're telling you you're not worth it. And I can just imagine how hurtful that must have been to hear that. But also it sounds like it was what really kind of set you free from this toxic pattern. Yeah, that was really like the defining moment where I opened my eyes and like, and you know, and since that time, like I, you know, I went through, you know, I started going to therapy again and and um, I, I was really focusing on my healing process um, because I just felt that in order for me to, to not let this happen again and also be strong for my children because I didn't want my children to 
grow up in a household or grow up seeing their mom like, okay, she went from one toxic person to another and another, you know, because all of that, you know, that affects them as well. So I did not want that for my kids. And I really had to make it a point to heal the toxic relationship with myself as well, you know, because that's probably where it really began. Just what was I allowing into my life? Oh yeah. I mean, it absolutely, it always starts with us for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, like our, our internal state really creates our external reality. And so, you know, it really is doing that healing on ourselves first. So was it like after you got out of this relationship that you then kind of saw this toxic pattern that you had been in your whole life? Or did you kind of know you were in it, but just not like ready to admit it to yourself or what was that like for you? Yeah. So I, I really, I knew that, you know, my relationships had not been the greatest and I just didn't know what, why do my relationships not work? You know, it was always like, why do I always end up being hurt? Why do I always end up the one that's being heartbroken or, you know, I latch on and like, and, and why don't I you know, how come I, my life or my relationships, how, how come, how come they don't work? And so I really had to really sit and meditate. You know, um, I began really journaling a lot during this, this moment. And while I was in this journaling process and this meditative state, you know, um, while I was driving in my car one day, I was just thinking about all this and, you know, how my life how I got here really. And I started to think about, okay, you need to think about, I heard, I heard like, this is going to sound crazy, but like, I heard like a voice say like, you need to start thinking about where this really began. Like start thinking, going back to every single relationship that you were in and think about what happened each time. And so I traced really, I traced it back until like really one of my first really relationships was just like, at the time I thought it was insignificant, but I was like, maybe 13, maybe 14, when you have like those little boyfriends were like, yeah, he's my boyfriend, but you don't really go anywhere. You're not like, you know, you're not, you don't go on a date, obviously, when you're like 15 or, you know, where are you going to go? Um, it's just like one of those like little like high school boyfriends or whatever. And um, he, one day he called me and he said something like something died. And I said, can you cuss on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> something died and I said uh what and he said our relationship died bitch and I'm like okay and that was really the moment where I was like okay so I could do something like I didn't know what happened I didn't know what I did you know what you know what what could I have done different you know and you know and you know it was really took a toll on my self-esteem as well and so that was really like okay like what I'm not good enough or it was really that like time where you know when you're an adolescent that's when you're like you know your confidence is really not that great and you know I always struggled with my weight and so I always felt like I was not worthy of anything good and I always felt like that's so you just had to like take it and accept it right like if they were treating you like exactly whatever they did it was fine they treated me like crap cheat on me you could say whatever you want as long as you're with me I don't care you know and that's really what like triggered like everything else in my life, every relationship that I was in. Yeah. You know, I can absolutely relate to that because I think, I think as being, you know, someone who's always been in a bigger body, like, and society telling you like, you're not good enough, you're not worthy. Like I, I always felt like 
yeah, like I just needed to, to take what I could get. And a lot of times it, it was those toxic relationships and it was what I was allowing because I didn't have that self-worth to say, Hey, or even those boundaries. Like I didn't even know what boundaries mm-hmm. were. You know, I would just let people walk all over me because I just thought that that's what I deserved. And it wasn't until I really worked on myself and started establishing boundaries that my relationships not just romantic relationships, but all relationships started to change. Exactly. Because you start valuing, valuing your time and your self worth and you start becoming, you know, really a person that like, you know, you become like this whole person, you know, like you don't have like, just like tiny little holes everywhere. You're just like a complete whole person that you're able to really stand in your body and be this person that you are and love yourself for exactly who you are whether you're you know with all your quirks and all your like silliness like because I look at myself like that where I'm just like I'm just like this silly weird you know person but I'm okay with that you know and and I just really needed to to be okay with who I was yeah so how did you get to that place of self-acceptance after like you said you had been really like you know since you were a teenager in these toxic relationships and and in these relationships where people were telling you you weren't good enough. And then, you know, you had those own limiting beliefs about yourself. Like, how did you start that healing process? How did you, you know, get through to where you are today with fully accepting yourself? It's It's been a long process. And I feel like it's like an everyday process. Baby steps, for sure. That was really was really what I needed was to take baby steps. I when I first left the relationship, I started going to therapy because I realized that, you know, moping around for me, it was not I I had a job to get to, you know, I had children to attend to. So I couldn't just like lay in bed, you know, as much as I wanted to just lay there and cry and cry and cry. I couldn't. So I, you know, called my therapist and I started seeing her and you know, just really getting down to talking about it and saying, okay, like acknowledging it first, like, okay, this is not a, this isn't, this is real. This is happening. And this is something that's, you know, you really need to get to the bottom of. So just being able to talk, being able to journal, that's, you know, being able to do the things that I love again, like reading and journaling and being with my family and just being with a strong inner circle of people. Um, I started really hanging out with um, people that are, you know, like-minded, like we go to like healing circles and events and, you know, just doing that stuff. I, I really got into like crystals and just anything that was going to give that healing modality again just reaching out for something like spirituality wise, you know, like that was like a big component in, in um, this process of getting back to being myself. And I recently went to Reiki and um, that has been also something that's just been really, because I've been, the more and more that I dive into healing, the more and more that I'm able to accept and love myself more. I don't know if that makes sense. Just, just being able to just reach out to like, you know, and, connect with myself with my inner you know my inner goddess I would say being able to connect with her and connecting with my younger self and and talking to my younger self and you know healing her and saying okay this happened but it's okay and you know I'm gonna do what's right you know I'm going to like love 
all of us so we could heal this and like move on and, you know, hopefully find a relationship where it's going to be healthy and where we're going to both love each other and support each other and respect each other. So that's the goal. And that's how I, yeah, that's beautiful. Were you spiritual or did you have like spiritual practices before this or did this kind of come up just, you know, alongside with your healing journey? You know, I've, I grew up Catholic. So, you know, crystals and like tarot cards and like, that's a very, like, that's a no, no in the, in the Catholic religion. Um, but I, as I started kind of growing up and moving away from, um, you know, Catholicism, I kind of just, you know, ventured out into other things. Um, I really, I still go to church. Like I'll go to church with my family and I'll go to church, but it's, you know, I'll go and kind of like as a traditional thing, but like my, really my, I feel like I'm more spiritual in that sense. Um, I, I think like journaling was something that I've always done. And, um, now that I started using it for self care and I, I started using it as a meditation tool and as a, a way to connect with my intuition, um, I, I've gotten so, so many results from that because I'm able to really just connect with myself, um, and connect with, with, I guess, with spirit and source. I feel like, um, you know, like source and the universe talks to me through my words, through my journaling. I don't, it's weird, but yeah, let's talk about that. Cause I think sometimes people don't think of journaling necessarily as a spiritual practice, but like you said, it, it really can be a way to channel, you know, our subconscious Mm -hmm. to channel spirit, to channel source, to channel, channel our higher self. So can you like explain your journal process and like how that has transformed your life? Cause I know you're super passionate about journaling. I, yes, I love journaling. It's, you know, I love writing in general, but journaling, you know, be became something where I'm able to connect with my, with my spirit, with my higher self. Um, I'm able to connect with my intuition. And so whenever I want, I feel like I'm dealing with something that's really heavy. I'm dealing with something where I have a lot of questions and I'm just, it's something that I, I just can't get to the bottom of. I'll reach for my journal. You know, I sit down in a quiet place as, um, as quiet as I can, because, you know, with two kids, it's like, running around it's kind of hard to get quiet but I, I, I and a dog and, too that's like a third and kid a dog, <laughs> he's really like a baby <laughs> and so I sit down you know I I have like a like my own like you know special pen that I use and you know I'll, I'll light a candle if I can or I'll, I'll bring my crystals out and I'll like have them near me and I'll just start writing and just you know just start you know it just comes to me where I'm just like you know this is what's going on and I feel and I feel and I see and I and I think, and, you know, and like, as I'm writing, I'm almost like in a meditative state, you know, because I really allow myself to just write whatever comes to mind. Um, I, I write, um, I don't, I don't limit myself because I feel like when you try to put limitations on it, it's not really like, okay, that's not what I meant to say. Like, you know, I'm telling you the message and the message is this, you know, even the message even comes to me sometimes in Spanish, which is, which is, um, and I'll start writing in Spanish sometimes. I'm like, okay, like this is weird, but all right, let's just write in Spanish. You know, it's just whatever, whatever the message is. Like not judging not, it. I'm yeah. not judging it. Yeah. I'll just write whatever comes. And then sometimes I'll read back and I'm like, wow, that was really deep. That was, you know, I really thought about that. Like that really came to me. And, you know, the more and more that you reach for that journal and the more and more that you become, 
you know, you don't judge yourself and you just kind of let the words flow, the more and more you're able to tap into your inner self and you're able to tap into source that way. Yeah. So do you use like journal prompts or do you just kind of free write or does it depend? Like what's your process like in, in that way? Cause I know a lot of people and because I love journaling and I recommend it to a lot of my clients, but something I hear a lot is like, well, I don't know what to write about or I, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it is kind of like that judgment coming up, like thinking that like there's already kind of like this preconceived yeah. idea of what you should be doing, right. quote unquote, right, yeah. when journaling. So like, how did you, how, like, what's your process like? And how did you, I don't know, did you face those hurdles when you started? Or what are your recommendations for somebody who might be struggling with that? I would, I don't use prompts um, because I like writing comes natural naturally to me. I'm actually I'm an English major, so I so I'm 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 very much a writer. But I would recommend um for anyone who wants to start journaling to to look for for um prompts that kind of stand out to them. And I know Pinterest is like a really great a really great so, uh, resource for that because you could just type in um journaling prompts for women or journaling prompts for self love and and all a million pins come up and you just go through them and kind of pinpoint something that will kind of stand out to you. I know that that's something that I recommend to my clients as well to um, if they're having trouble with, you know, getting into like the flow of writing to really look for something that's going to trigger um, something inside of them that's going to be like, okay, well, maybe yeah, that looks like something I would want to write about, um, you know, my, you know, confidence or, you know, self-esteem or whatever type of prompts jump out to them. There's also, um, there are some journaling books that come already, like, um, like journaling prompts that already come inside the journal. Um, those actually work as well. Um, and they just have different things like, you know, like talk about a time that you felt that you were not good enough or, you know, discuss, you know, if you can move anywhere in the world, where would you move to? And it just kind of like that really helps the mind kind of get going and you getting to the um, used to kind of like to writing and letting like words just come and flow. Um, I also recommend not to, like I said, like judge yourself, but also not to pay so much attention to wanting to make it look perfect or making it look cute. I, that was something that really a lot of clients would tell me like, you know, I start writing and then I just want to put like a period somewhere and I kind of just want to like, you know, grammarly, like I just want to like, you know, the spellings off and it's just like, no, don't, don't worry about the spelling. You just write. Just let it flow. Yeah, because I think those like expectations and, you know, focusing on trying to make everything perfect, I think that blocks, it blocks you from like allowing what needs to come through. Would you agree? Yes, it really does. Because you like when you once you you pause, I, I've noticed that with myself when I'm writing and I get interrupted with something and I kind of like move away from it. I put my pen down and I and like, you know, th those interruptions, like they really interrupt the message. And so yeah. I that's why I tried it when I to journal when I'm when I'm I know that I'm going to be uninterrupted where I'm able to just let it flow and let the words come and just write. So I kind of want to go back to when you realized like you were in this toxic relationship and then you started journaling and, and seeing, you know, this pattern, what are some ways that if somebody is possibly in a toxic relationship right now, like what are some of the signs that you 
have seen that kind of in the work that you do with your clients as well, that somebody might be in a toxic relationship? I feel that if you are in a relationship with someone that you you feel that you are not being respected and that you feel that you can't be 100% yourself, then that's something that you need to, that's a red flag. If you feel like you need to be someone completely different in this relationship, um, if you are being told, you know, that you need to, I don't know, I'm going to use my, my experience um, that, you know, I need to lose weight or that I, you know, you feel like you can't be yourself, then that's something that you need to really look at for yourself and really start to analyze the relationship. I get this question a lot and say, you know, people ask me, oh, I know someone so like my sister or or a cousin or someone that I know my friend is in a toxic relationship and I always tell her to get out and I want her to leave and to leave the relationship. And it's like, you know, I always tell them like, I know that you have the best, you their best interest at heart. You want them to get out, but really it's up to that person to make the decision because so many people in my life would say, you know, Myra, this person's not good. You need to get out or, you know, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? And I would say like, oh, well, I just felt like I couldn't do it. So I just feel like being able to, to be strong in your, in your self-esteem and, and to really value yourself, love yourself enough to know these, this person is not good for me. Um, you know, this person is cheating on me or this person lies or, you know, they withhold affection. Um, if they are saying, you know, one minute they're yelling at you for something or, you know, they're saying something to you. And then the next minute they want to hug you and they want to like, you know, they want to like, you know, be intimate with you. Um, that's something where it's like, you know, you were just yelling at me like five minutes ago and now you want me to like jump into bed with you. Like that's, that's something that you, that you really need to look at and be like, this is not okay. And, and, and I think that once you are able to make that, you know, that connection, then you're able to kind of start moving away from that, you know, moving away from the relationship, whether that's leaving them or, you know, you know, or, or seeing how you could get away from them. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people, you know, because I think, like you said, it's easier to see from the outside that somebody's in a toxic relationship than to really, when you're in it, especially if you don't have that, that self-confidence and that, that self-worth, it can be really challenging. And, you know, but I think you're just such a great example of, what happens when you do the work, because it's not like it was easy for you. I mean, you have two boys. It's not like you had the self-worth and the confidence, but you were able to build that. And I, you know, that's why you're such a great coach to the women that you work with, because you, you've lived this, you know, this story and you've overcome. And I'm sure you still have challenges that you're working through now, but it's being able to end that toxic cycle. And like you said, because it affects your boys, it affects, you know, other people. So I just, I want to acknowledge you for having the courage to go through that because I can only imagine how challenging it was for you. Yes. Thank you. It had, it has been challenging and it, you know, it's an everyday practice. I don't want to say struggle, but it's an everyday practice. It's an everyday journey to get stronger. And now a year later that I left, it's like now, now what's next? It's now it's continuing the healing, continuing 
you know, really getting myself to a point where I'm able to stand firmly and say, okay, like that never again, that's, you know, and, but also to educate other women as well and to really hold space for them and really, um, have a platform where women could say, you know, it's okay that this happened because there's a stigma attached to it where it's like, yes, I was in a a relationship and like, you know, from the outside, everything looks shiny and cute and nice. And on the inside, you know, you're just, you know, you're hurting. And and so many women go through this where they're, they're trapped in a relationship where, you know, it looks great from the outside, but, you know, on the inside, they're scared and they're embarrassed to admit, you know, I was embarrassed to open up to my friend and say, you know, this is happening. But I I felt like in order for me to heal, I needed to um, get real with myself and and be honest and say, Myra, this is not okay. And you're you can't continue to live this lie. And you can't continue, you know, to do this to yourself. Yeah, that's so powerful. Because I think we have to be honest with ourselves. And sometimes, you know, it's it's challenging and difficult, because we don't want to face that truth. Before um, my last Mm -hmm. question, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you or like a final message that you want to leave? Yeah. um, A final message would be, you know, just saying this is happening to you. You're not alone. You, you know, the more and more that I've opened up on social media about, about my relationships and what I went through, you know, my, my DMS, you know, I get women, my, my DMS saying, thank you for sharing this. You know, I've been through this and, And, you know, it was a horrible time for me and, you know, and I have children and I just don't know what to do. I just want to let everyone know who's in a relationship like this, that you're not alone and that you don't have to be afraid to speak up and you don't have to be afraid of what's going to happen if you don't have this person in your in your life. You're going to be okay. You just have to find that little Um, speck of love that you have for yourself you know deep down inside there is that little piece of hope and love that you still hold within yourself grab onto that and continue to grab onto that you know as you walk through you know out of that relationship and that's really what allowed me to to get out was you know finding that little tiny piece of love left that I had for myself and saying you know you are worth it you're you're you know you're worthy you're you know you are you matter and you're you know you're still worthy of love and you are going to find love you you know just have to you know value yourself more oh thank you for sharing that I know that that's really going to help somebody who's listening to this so my final question that I ask all of my guests is related to taking action because I really think that that's how we move forward in our lives and move through these limiting beliefs and blocks that come up is by taking Mm -hmm. action. So what would be three action steps that my listeners could take today to live a more uplifted life? Three action steps would be, I would always say journaling, reach out for that journal and start writing out how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem. I think self-esteem is something that that needs to your confidence needs to be up and your self-esteem needs to be up in order for you to value to value yourself. That's the first step. So take out that journal, start writing out all the things that you love about yourself, all the things that you want to perhaps work on yourself and then really write out what your dream, what your dream life would be. What is it that you really want your life to look like? You know, what is it that you feel that you need to, to do in order to get to that life? And, you know, relationship wise, 
you know, what does, what do you want a relationship to look like? You know, what is it that you want in your life and your relationship um, in order to, you know, get to that place where you need to, where you need to be? That would be number one. Number two would be really to open up to someone. I feel someone that you, that you trust, whether that be your best friend or maybe a a family member or, or even a therapist. If you are in a relationship, a toxic relationship, and you want to start, you know, getting that courage to walk out of that or leave, reach out to a friend, talk about it with someone, don't hold it inside of you anymore, because it's going to just drag you down and just make you feel more depressed or anxious and really talk about that with someone. There are, you know, so many people that you could really reach out to. Um, And you can even reach out to me into my into my DMs and we could talk about it and, you know, really just have that person where you could, um, reach out to. And then number three would be finding things that you love about love doing, getting back into the person that you were, you know, before this relationship and before you really started to feel like you were being pulled down and dragged down, start doing those things again, whether that be, you know, you know, if you really love working out, you know, start working out again, or maybe start doing something that, you know, self-care wise, maybe pick up a nice book or, um, take yourself on a date. I mean, I don't know how many times like people don't date themselves anymore. Go out on a date with yourself, get dolled up, um, put on like a really nice, you know, lipstick or like really, I don't know, like Randy, you love those jumpsuits and put on a cute little jumpsuit and, you know, go out and, and um, start dating yourself again, finding, loving yourself again and doing the things that you love again. I love that. Thank you so much, Myra, for sharing your wisdom and your story so openly and honestly with my audience. I know that this is really going to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. So thank you. Thank you. No, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And I I really do hope that like this message, you know, my journey or my experience would really see like, you know, that it's that you aren't really, you really are not alone in this. Absolutely. So where can my listeners find you and follow you? And I know you also have a journaling, a guide to journaling, right? So tell us all those, like where people can find all of those amazing things. Yeah. So you could follow me on Instagram. I am at Myra Beltran Love. That's M-A-Y-R-A-B-E-L-T-R-E-N Love at uh, on Instagram. And if you go into the link in my bio, I do have um, a free uh, self-esteem guide. It's five ways to boosting your self-esteem and really, you know, ditching that toxic relationship for good. So if you go into the, the link, you're able to click on that and you could download that guide absolutely free. And um, that's going to give you journaling prompts as well inside of that. Um, I also have some meditation mantras and then just some goodies in there for, for everyone. Awesome. And I'll put the link for the guide in the show notes as well as your Instagram so people can connect with you. And then the link to your podcast as well, because you host a podcast as well. Yes, I do. I have a podcast. It's called um, the Toxic Love Slayer Podcast. So if you also, if you go into the link in my bio, you're able to um, click on that and you can find me on Spotify. Um, You can find me on Apple Podcasts um, and as well as I work off this app named Anchor called Anchor. You can also click on that and listen, listen to the podcast there. Awesome. I'll put all of those links in the, 
in the show notes of the podcast so people can connect with you. And especially if someone who's listening to this feels like maybe they're in that toxic relationship pattern or have, have been one in the, in the past and want to break that cycle, you know, make sure you reach out to Myra and connect with her. Yes. Thank you so much, Randy. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I love it. Thank you so much. This, is, this has been really cool. I love this. Awesome. Me too. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.